0: everyone so glad you can join us uh i'm really excited actually about this message because it is the beginning of a new series we're starting this month called ship now i'm not talking about the nina the pinta the santa maria uh but for those of you who know me you might know that i am fascinated with words uh specifically etymology which is the study of words and what their meaning and origins and i was thinking about the suffix ship suffix is uh, It means it's the term put at the end of a word, and it kind of changes the word or adds the word. And specifically, uh, I just wanted to write this down so that you kind of, you know, understood what I meant. Uh, Ship is a noun suffix. And so when you add it to the end of a word, that word becomes a noun, or it can be added to a word that is already a noun. And when that happens, the noun becomes a different noun. So when you attach ship to a word, it can even change the dynamic or the meaning of the word uh, take for example fellow a fellow is another person but if you add ship it's companionship or fellowship uh, now you've changed the word fellow into uh having some sort of connection to that person right and so it, it's this added benefit and like i just said accidentally there's so many ship right championship dictatorship like you could easily add that to a lot of words And so over this month, there's a few words that I've picked that I think are important for us to study the relationship of those words. And uh, the first one I wanted to start out with is a very important one, I think, and that is friendship. Friendship is an interesting thing, and I think we've realized it in this past year how desperately we need friends, people to talk to, people to hang out with, people to have fun with, people to cry with. Uh, Friendship is such a vital aspect of who God created you to be. He created us to have friends, to have relationships with one another. And uh, I want to specifically narrow down not just the fact that we need friends, because I think we all understand that we need friends, but how do we choose friends? Because you're either choosing your friends or friends are choosing you. But there is a choice being made. And oftentimes, when you don't take responsibility for that choice, you might end up in friendships that aren't healthy for you. Or you might end up in friendships that will hurt you more than they help you. And so I want to take some time and focus on this. And to do that, I really want to go through the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is one of the books of wisdom. It's full of these really, really key nuggets to help you open your mind and understand some really important truths. And I want to start out with Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. It says, The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The righteous choose their friends carefully. Actually, this entire message, we're going to be going through Proverbs. There's six tips That I want to look at in regard to choosing friends. And I know that seems long, twice as much as what you might normally hear in a sermon, but I promise I'm not going to drag out on each one because I just think they're important. And this is actually me narrowing it down. Because if you go to the book of Proverbs alone, there are literally tons of tips to help you understand how to make a decision and how to choose the right type of friends in your life. And again, I think that's important the understanding of choosing them because there's a goal in your life, right? You wanna succeed in your life. You wanna do all the things that God called you to do and be everything God called you to be. And, you know, even from a practical standpoint, you wanna make sure that you live a good life. And choosing your friends wisely is gonna help you do that. Uh, I was thinking about this analogy and and listen to it all so you can kinda get what I'm saying. But if you've ever grown up playing any kind of game, especially if you've played sports, There's a point before the game starts where you got to pick teams. And usually one of the easiest ways to do it is you pick two captains, and they pick players one after the other. They alternate between each other, and then you come up with your team. Now, growing up, this can socially and emotionally scar an individual when you're standing there hoping to get picked, and you end up getting picked last or second to last, and and you feel kind of bogus. Uh, But the reason there's an order to it is because the people who are choosing the captains They're choosing the best players first. And listen, if I'm a captain, you might be my friend. But if you stink at the game we're playing, I'm not going to pick you first, man. I want to win. Now, I might pick you eventually because after all, they all end up getting picked. But, man, you're not going to be first, second, or third choice. And that's what I'm talking about. There's a priority to the first people you choose because those are the ones that you're choosing to help you accomplish the goal that you're setting up to accomplish. And again, feelings might get hurt. People might get upset. They may come up to me after. How come you didn't pick me? Or why'd you pick me last? And I'm just gonna be like, dude, I'm trying to win. I- I'm not here, you know, just messing around like, dude, I want to win the game, man. Because as much fun as you might have with your friends, if all your friends stink at playing this game, the game itself is not going to be fun. And in life, I'm not saying don't be friends. We, have, we should be friends with everybody. But there is a priority to certain people that you allow closest to you. There is a priority that we put on people that we allow to speak into our lives, uh, of people that we give a majority of our time to. You know, like it or not, you do have a priority in your friendships. And what I'm saying is be selective about who you prioritize as friends. Uh, because a lot of times they're going to select you because you're great and they like you and they think you're awesome and that's cool. But you do have the right of being picky. You do have the right of being selective. The problem is when you're selecting for the wrong reasons. Well, I want to be friends with this person because they're popular. I want to be friends with this person because they're good looking. I want to be friends with this person because, you know, they're going to you know up my status or whatever. Those I don't think are wise choices. And so if we're going to have to make a choice Regardless, well, what does the Bible say about it? And how does the Bible help us to make some of these choices? And like I said, uh, I think the book of Proverbs is full of things that are going to help us understand that. And so I want to look at just these six tips uh, that we find in the book of Proverbs that I think are going to help you and I. And these are things that I've tried to learn how to do when it comes to choosing friends. So if you're taking notes, the first thing is this. Choose friends that make you sharper. Right? Choose friends that make you sharper. Uh, These are the ones that are constantly bettering your life, that that are making you better, that are because of your relationship with them. You are smarter. You are closer to God. You are kinder like they are added benefit to your life. People notice that there's a great change for the good in your life. And a big part of that is because of the relationship that you've chosen. You want to choose somebody that's going to lift you up. A lot of times we end up with friends that we're constantly having to carry on our back that are constantly dragging us down, that are constantly needing and and always needing and and never sharpening, never trying to help us be better. And the Bible's clear. Listen, Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And I used to always say this. When when iron is being sharpened, if you've ever seen it, you know, you're grinding a lot of the blade away to get a fine edge, there's a lot of sparks that fly. And so friendship isn't always going to be this super nice thing where where we only say super sweet stuff. We're only singing songs to each other. And it's this kumbaya paradise kind of thing. Man, no. Sometimes some of my closest and best friendships, we're going to have some issues sometimes. But that makes me better. It teaches me how to build conflict. It teaches me how to love them despite our differences, despite our differences of opinions or how we view things. And so for me, like, man, growing up, I think about some of my closest friends. I almost got into all-out fist fights with them. But I wouldn't let anybody hurt them. Why? Because they were my friends. And they made me better. They helped me to grow. They helped me to be a better person. And so this is one of those important things. And it's kind of going to have its layers. And they're going to overlap a little bit with all these other tips that the Bible gives us. For example, the second one is choose faithful friends. All right? Choose faithful friends. Well, what do I mean by that? Listen to this verse. All right? Proverbs 17, 17. A friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need All right here's what i mean by faithful friend a faithful friend is someone who's there for you when you need them All right a lot of times we end up with friends that are friends of convenience. When it works out for them, they'll be your friend. When they need something from you, I used to laugh about this, especially in high school, because the first few people that got their driver's licenses and got cars suddenly became everybody's friends, right? Everybody wanted to be cool with them because the reality was we weren't trying to catch the bus in the winter. And so we're trying to be friends with these people. And I always felt bogus about that. I always felt kind of like, man, that's messed up. And I think a lot of times the person driving, they knew. Hey, they know you don't really like me uh, or we wouldn't be friends if I didn't have this car. Those are friendships of convenience. Uh, but I remember some of my closest friends, bro, we rode the bus together. Even when they did have a car, one of my best friends in high school, his car was jacked up, man. It had, uh, I remember the, the heater wasn't working. Uh, you know, the, the, in the winter, the windows would all frost up. We'd have to drive the car with the windows down just so it wouldn't frost off. But hey, we were in a car, right? Like we were still getting there. And so you want to be careful about friends who are only friends of convenience, who are only friends in your life when you're good to them. And then when you're no good to them, they cast you aside. No, no, a, a real friend, like how it says, a brother is born to help in time of need. You want to find out who are good friends, the ones who call you when your family's sick, the ones who check in on you when it's been a while just to say, hey, man. How are you doing? I just want to see what's going on. Even during this whole year, uh, I think about the friends that would regularly just text me and say, hey, man, just checking up on you. Everything cool? And then I think about the ones who only hit me up on my birthday. And listen, they're cool. Like I said, everybody's on the team. But the ones closest to me are the ones who are faithful, who are consistent, who maybe we don't even get to see each other every time. But there's constantly that, hey, man, are you okay? Do you need anything? If you do, let me know. Now, these are great things to have in friendship, and you want to be careful because a lot of people are only going to be your friend because of what you can do for them. Third thing, if you're taking notes, is you want to choose wise friends, All right? Choose wise friends. Now, choosing wise friends is not the same as choosing smart friends. Now, there's a lot of people that are smart but have no wisdom. See, wisdom is not just knowing stuff. It's knowing how to act, respond, and engage with the knowledge that you have. In other words, it's understanding how to utilize those smarts. Uh, wise people make wise choices. Some of those choices don't have all the information, but they make a wise choice because they take all the information they do have and they make the best possible decision. You want to be careful with some of the friends you make. Listen, some of our friends, if we're honest with ourselves and we look back, they just make dumb choices all the time. And I had friends growing up where I'm like, man, you are always making a dumb choice. You are always putting your foot in your mouth or you're always doing something that's getting you in trouble or you're always struggling with something. And here's the problem with that, right? Proverbs thirteen twenty: walk with the wise, become wise. Seems simple enough, right? If I'm hanging out with wise people, naturally that wisdom's gonna rob off on me and as iron sharpens iron, we're gonna become more wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. And this verse always stuck out to me in the way that it was worded. It doesn't say that the fool suffers harm. It says that the friend of the fool suffers harm, which in my opinion, who's dumber? The dumb person or the one who wants to be friends with the dumb person? And so you want to choose people that are making wise choices because their wise choices rub off on you and help you make wise choices. But a fool, somebody who's foolish, somebody who doesn't have wisdom, somebody who's consistently making poor decisions, those poor decisions are going to have Massive effects on your life. I think about uh, going back to my time in high school. There was one or two particular guys I remember that always ran their mouth. I don't know why, but they were always the shortest guy. And, you know, I think their confidence came from the group. They felt like, hey, I'm going to, you know, be really bold. I'm going to say a lot of stuff that I probably normally wouldn't say if I was by myself. But because I got the group, they got my back. And we realized that we were constantly getting into fights because this guy wouldn't shut up. So like, why are we fighting these guys? We, we didn't even have an issue with them. It's this dude. And so what do we do? Stop being friends with that dude. Because he kept putting us in situations that we didn't want to be in. And so look for people that are making wise decisions. Look for people that are making choices. It's not always the best choice or the right choice. or It doesn't always work out the way maybe even they thought it would work out. But it's the wise choice in that they took the information they had and they're making good decisions with it. Fourth thing, if you're taking notes, choose friends that are open and honest. Uh, this is huge, but and this is something that I think I've always tried to do personally and with the friendships that I have, is choose people that are going to tell you like it is, that are going to be open and honest, that if your zipper's down, they're not going to laugh and giggle and tell all their friends, that hey, hey listen, so-and-so's zipper's down. They're going to come up to you. They're going to block the view that everybody else has and go, hey, man, pull up your zipper. When a booger's hanging out your nose, they're going to be like, hey, bro. Right? Like, you, you got something. You got something in your eyes. Hey, your hair's off. Hey, you, you, that don't look good. Right? When you come out the closet with your friends hanging out, you're like, hey, how do you like this outfit? Nah, man, that's a no-go. Are you really? Nah, 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 it makes you look fat. It makes you look skinny. It makes you look ugly. It makes you look whatever. Now, listen, that may seem harsh. That might be your favorite outfit. But you want a friend that's open and honest. doesn't mean they're always right, but they're always willing to give you an honest and open opinion. Here's why. Proverbs 27, 5 through 6. Better to correct someone openly than to let them think you don't care about him at all. Friends mean well, even when they hurt you. But when an enemy puts his arm around your shoulder, watch out. Man, I love that. I love the way that translation says it. Um, it's the good news translation, but think about that first part better to correct someone openly than let them think you don't care for him at all um and i've gotten accused plenty of times of being way too blunt or, or, or way too like man i can't believe you said that and it's not because i don't like you it's quite the opposite it's because i love you that i need you to know that the decisions you're making or the or the direction you're going in is going to hurt you you know a lot of times this backfires with relationships when people are dating. And trust me, in this series, we're going to tackle that at one point. But think about this. You ever had a friend who uh, is in a bad relationship, in an unhealthy romantic relationship, and you tell them, that person is not good for you. I, I don't have a good feeling about it. They, they don't respect you. They don't honor you. They're, they're you know, verbally abusive or whatever. And that person doesn't want to hear it in the moment. But because you love them, you still feel the obligation to say it. I want people... They're going to tell me, Joey, the way you spoke to your wife, that wasn't right. You need to apologize to your wife. A lot of most people would stay out of that business. But a real friend, because he cares about me, is going to tell me the truth, even when I don't like to hear it. And then I like how it goes on to say, friends mean well, even when they hurt you. A real friend, they're going to try to give you the best advice. And sometimes that's going to be painful. Sometimes they're going to accidentally hurt your feelings or it, it might even not work out the way they thought it might work out. But you at least know, and I know that you meant well, I know where your heart was. I know even though you made that joke and everybody started laughing at me, I know you. And I know you didn't mean to do all that or whatever. But I like how it says, when an enemy puts his arm around you, right, those are the ones you need to worry about. Those people that, that only say nice things in front of you and then are talking gossip behind your back. The people who put their arm around you and, and act like you're the best and really are two-faced. And so here's what he's saying. How do you prevent a two-faced person? When they always show the one face, it's open, honest. It's not always pretty, but it's always in front of you. Man, I want people that I can trust, that I know, hey, man, if this isn't right, you're going to tell me. If, if what I'm doing isn't cool, you're going to speak up. You're not going to worry about my feelings because you're going to be open and honest. Man, those are the kind of people you want to surround yourself with. A couple more and then I'll start to close out. Number five, choose friends with self-control. This is a this is an important one. Choose friends with self-control. Um, choose friends that are disciplined, that aren't always flying off the handle, that aren't you know emotional roller coasters that are constantly going up and down, that are constantly being tossed back and forth. You want to choose friends that are stable and have self-control because Proverbs 22 verse 24 through 25 says, "Don't befriend angry people or associate." Or associate with hot-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Okay, people that, that can't control their emotions, people that fly off the handle, people that are, are constantly going up and down. Whether it's you know constantly you know uh, sad or angry or just you know their emotions are just flipping like that. You want to be careful with these kind of people. And again, I'm not saying don't be friends or don't talk to anybody. I, I'm not talking about being an elitist. What I am talking about is the people that you keep closest to you, because a lot of times you'll end up being their counselor, not their friend. You exhaust yourself constantly trying to help them or constantly trying to fix the situations they're in simply because they don't have self-control and because they don't have self-control, you end up being their control and nobody can really do that. And so you want to be careful because a lot of times what happens, as Proverbs tells us, is that kind of lack of self-control begins to rub off on you. Now suddenly you're flying off the handle or, or you're more irritable or you're more emotional and you find yourself acting the same way that they're acting. And listen, I used to always hate this growing up. You know, there's an old saying in Spanish, tell me who your friends are and I'll tell you who you are. And I used to always roll my eyes at that because I'm like, dude, I'm my own person, right? I'm not, I'm not them. But the truth is the people you're around They're going to rub off on you, whether you like it or not. And I I used to say this all the time. I love traveling and I love going specifically to the UK. I got a lot of friends out there. And it only takes maybe even a few hours, if if not a day, um, where I start getting a little accent, right? Where I start just talking like them because it's what you're hearing. It's what you're surrounded with. And so you begin to mimic your surroundings, That's no different when it comes to the temperament of your friends. And so if you have a friend that lacks self-control, don't be surprised if you begin to mimic the lack of self-control. If you begin to act in the inappropriate behaviors that you're starting to see in them because it rubs off. All right. One more thing and then I'll start to wrap this up. Choose friends with healthy boundaries. Right. Choose friends with boundaries. Uh, Well, what do I mean by that? Uh, Boundaries are... kind of like guardrails or protectants, that it's not that they keep you locked in, it's they keep bad stuff locked out. And think about this in terms of friends. You ever had a friend that was way too needy, like 24-7, constantly draining you, constantly pulling from you, constantly needing you. you? There's moments where you're almost thinking like, bro, don't you have any other friends? Like, don't you have anyone else you can talk to about this? Like, it's just this overwhelming, drowning feeling because they just take too much out of it. They don't have boundaries. They don't understand that I can't talk to you 24-7, right? That I don't want to talk to you every single day sometimes. Like, there's days where I just want to chill or I just want to hang out with somebody else or I want to do something else. And a lot of times, especially when they're insecure or they struggle with their security, they almost get mad at you or jealous if you have any other kind of friendship. Uh, Proverbs 25 verse 17, don't visit your neighbors too often or you will wear out your welcome. Again, uh, this is kind of an older understanding of something, but it's pretty simple in what it's trying to say, is when you're constantly at somebody, when you're always, always there, after a while, people can easily get tired of you. Now, you, you might be like, no, nah, me and my best friend, we like to spend every minute together. We never get tired of each other. But trust me, there comes a moment. I remember even in being married, my wife's my best friend. Uh, but there are times, especially during quarantine, where I've run out of stuff to say. When I've been married as long as I've been married and, and been with someone as long as I've been with seats almost 10 years now, um, you kind of told each other all your stories. And so there's moments when I'm like, man, I just need to go out and have, you know, do stuff. So that I can come back and tell you about what happened and tell you about things that I've seen. Like, there's just stuff that you got to be able to have some time apart. And if the person doesn't have any boundaries, if, if they're, you know, way too close or, you know, overly friendly in the sense that uh, maybe they they take clothes from your closet because they think, hey, we're best friends. And you're like, yeah, but we're not that close, like, because you don't ever give my clothes back. Like there are certain boundaries that you got to be willing to have and a person's got to be willing to respect. And if they can't respect your boundaries, trust me that they will always overstep them. If they don't understand that you have boundaries and they don't have boundaries, then eventually you're going to wear each other out without boundaries. Friendships can easily become unhealthy. You become um, more than you're capable of being for them. Uh, They be, They start to make you more than just a friend and almost they start to make you a God. Uh, You are their source of comfort. You are their source of refuge. You are, you know, their helper in time of need. Like these are all things that the Bible describes God as. And especially when somebody doesn't have a relationship with God, they're constantly trying to get you to be that person. And we're just not built for that. We're just not capable of being that And so you want to be careful about having a friend who doesn't respect boundaries or have their own. Speaking of friendship with God, as I start to wrap this up, I think it's important twofold that you notice something. Uh, All these tips that I gave, these are all great, but they're all two-sided. And what I mean by two-sided is these are things that you want to look for in somebody, but you can't choose all these attributes if you don't exemplify all these attributes. In other words, uh, you can't pick what you're not willing to be. And listen to this last proverb, Proverbs 18, verse 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. If you want to have friends, you got to be a good friend, right? If you want to choose good friends, you got to be a good friend because good friends aren't going to choose you if you're not a good friend. If you're not somebody who is faithful, if you're not somebody who sharpens them, if you're not somebody who's trying to to grow in your relationship, you don't have boundaries, if you're not all these things, why would you expect somebody who is to want to be your friend? And a lot of times people are like, well, I struggle with making friends. Uh, Focus on being a friend and you'll draw friends. Focus on being who people want to be around. Like if you're always depressed, always down. Again, I'm not talking about clinical depression. That's another thing. But if your attitude, if your continence is always down, if you look at everything negative, don't be surprised that positive people don't want to be around you all the time. Okay? Again, that might be hard to hear. And trust me, if there's something that's outside of your control, get the help, get counseling, get medication, do what you have to do. But a lot of times, this is in our hands. A lot of times, this is just us not wanting to look at things differently, not wanting to grow, not wanting to challenge and, and become better. And we lean on these things. Listen to this last note. If you want friends, be a friend. If you want good friends, be a good friend. If you want to have friends, you have to be a friend. I think that's key to all of this. And the best way to learn all those things and to become that is to be a friend with God. God is going to teach you how to be faithful, how to be loving, how to be open and honest. Like every attribute I gave you is the type of friend that God is, the type of friend he wants to be for you. And in your relationship with God, as you grow in that closeness, you'll have a better understanding of how to be a good friend and you'll have a better opportunity to choose good friends for your life. So let me pray for you as we close this up. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray right now that you would help us in this decision process. God, I pray first and foremost that we would draw close to you, Father God, that you are that friend who sticks closer than a brother, that you are the one that teaches us how to be friendly and how to be the type of friends that we desire. So God, I pray that it would begin in us. Lord, as you grow in us and and help us understand who you've called us to be and develop us into the kind of men and women that you have called us to be. Lord, I pray that that would be attractive then to other like-minded people, other Christians that are chasing after you that are trying to be like you, God. Lord, your word is clear that if we have friendship with the world, we're an enemy of you. And so God, we desire to first and foremost have friendship with you and then a relationship with those who are also trying to have a friendship with you. So God, help us in this process Lord, help us to weed out the unhealthy friendships and grow in the healthy ones, God, to be everything you called us to be and to have a relationship with those that you called us to have a relationship with. God, we thank you for all that and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name, amen. God bless you guys. Make sure you choose friends wisely and make sure that you become the friend that you're looking for. Have a good one. Bye-bye.